welcome to our podcast, Go Ahead Mama. I'm Danielle. And I'm Kate. And we're exploring the weirdness and awesomeness of motherhood, one story at a time. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at Go Ahead Mama. Hey, everybody. We are here with Sarah, the amazing Sarah, who is going to be one of our first conversations, giving a little bit of insight into the madness that is parenthood. I mean, the amazing madness. Maybe that's what I should say, right, Sarah? Yeah, it is amazing madness. (laughs) It is amazing madness. So we're talking this taking the series in the first portion about anxieties and expectations. I know that when I found out I was pregnant, it, there were a lot of emotions that happened. And I think that's a reoccurring experience that I've heard talking to the range of people, including Sarah. So Sarah's going to give us a little bit of insight into what her experiences have been on the anxiety and expectation front. And um, she's, she's an honest Irish gal. <laughs> so uh, this will be lots of fun, lots of fun. So Uh, Sarah, do you want to, let's just jump into it. Yeah, sure. Uh, Interrupt me if I, if I go off on a tangent because I might do. Um, (laughs) but yeah, talking about when I found out I was pregnant, I was very lucky in the sense that I, we got married, um, in October and I actually fell pregnant in January, which was quite quickly afterwards. So that was nice because I was sort of expecting it to take a longer time and I was a little bit worried that we might have problems and all those things that you don't know until you start trying. Um, but it also was a little like, whoa, <laughs> that yeah. happened really quickly. I'm not quite sure I was ready for this, actually. <laughs> and my whole world is about to turn upside down. Um, and the other thing that I, like, I know a lot of I have a lot of friends who would have been very broody and would have really, really wanted a baby for a long time. And I never really felt like that. So I knew I wanted to have children eventually. And my husband and I had discussed the fact that we wanted to have a family, but I wasn't ever in any rush for that. (laughs) Not the day after you got married, right? (laughs) No. And really, if I'm honest, if I had been, because I'm sort of in my late 30s now, if I was younger, we probably would have waited a few years and had a bit more time to ourselves. But because right. I was worried, because you don't know if you're going to have problems and things like that, we just decided to crack on. And I was very lucky that I fell pregnant so quickly. But the, the, my reaction to that was complete and utter panic, mm. if I'm honest. Mm. Um, you know, I was trying and and, you know, it was only the second month of trying and I was thinking, oh, I really want this. And then when it happens and you see those two blue lines come up, you're like, oh, <laughs> oh my, my goodness me. <laughs> like what, you know? So I remember I found out when I was in work and I sat all day in work, like, cause I didn't want to tell my husband over the phone, panicking, came home and told him. And then I really, I probably spent about a week in shock. Mm. <laughs> um, because it's a really big thing to get your head around. You think my life is completely about to change and I'm not really sure I want it to change. Yeah. You know? well, I th- if you could just b- b- bear down on that a little bit, because it's it's thinking about what life would be like or what it would be changing into. Tell me a little bit, like, even if it's 10 words or less, like, give me a little bit of insight into what life was like for Sarah pre-motherhood, pre-pregnancy. Well, you know, we have we had a really nice lifestyle. We went out, we ate out a lot. We went out a lot. We had a good social life. I liked my independence. And one of the big things that I was worried about, about having a baby, I was thinking, 
I'm going to completely lose my independence. Mm. How am I going to cope with that? And the fact that I live in the UK and I'm Irish means that my family and most of my close friends live in Ireland. Mm. So I was worried about feeling very isolated because while I was, you know, before I had the baby, at least I was independent enough to get out there and do whatever I wanted to do and meet people and all that. And I was afraid of having a new baby, being stuck at home in the house and and not really knowing enough people and, and feeling lonely, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, before beforehand, and then I was really, really happy. Like, we just got married. We'd been planning our wedding. We had an amazing honeymoon. We came home and I was on cloud nine and I really felt really, really happy. And then I got pregnant and I was like, and I, this is an awful, awful thing to admit. And I feel so guilty saying it, but I was like, I'm not sure I want this. I don't mm. want my life to change. I'm yeah. really, really happy. And then I felt so guilty. Yeah. Because it was, you know, but it's very difficult to connect with this tiny little poppy seed that is growing inside, <laughs> inside you. Right. You know, right. It's, it's just really hard. You, you don't feel any connection to it. Well, I didn't at that point. Um, and all I could think of was, this is just going to change everything and how am I going to cope with this? Well, that was one of the things, this is why we're doing this, that that feeling of, I'm not sure I want my life to change. That yeah. is a sentiment that I know is almost like, there are so many moms, parents out there, moms, dads, whomever that are feeling that. And it's almost, or have felt it, I should say, because I think things change for some people after they have the baby. Um, but the reaction that Everyone expects you to be like on cloud nine. Like I think that's when I ask about expectations of becoming a parent and things like that. The expectation of you're on cloud nine yeah. is not everyone's reality. No. And then you meet people who are also pregnant and are on cloud nine. And then that makes you feel, feel like there's something wrong with you. And that, you know, you know, I met, I did a pregnancy yoga class and I met a couple of people doing that who were you know, really, really excited about having a baby, which is lovely. But because I didn't feel that same excitement, I thought, what's wrong with me? Why don't I feel that excitement? And then that worried me even more. Am I going to be able to bond with my baby? Am I going to be happy? And I think my biggest fear was, what if I don't like it? Mm. What if I don't like being a mom? What if I don't like, what if I don't enjoy parenthood? You know, and even though I knew deep down when my baby came along, I would love it. You, it, you know, there's all these thoughts that come crashing through your mind and what if, what if, what if, what if I don't, what if I can't bond? What if it's not like everybody says it is? Right. You know? Well, so I'm going to ask you what life is now that you're a mom. But before I get to that, yeah, I'm curious, what type of things, I know you mentioned pregnancy yoga, what type of things did you do to kind of help yourself through the process of being really not sure about this thing that you know that you want to experience. You want to be a mother. You want to have this life experience, but you're not sure about it right now. How did you maneuver that when this baby's growing in you for nine months? Nine months is not a short amount of time to feel. No, that. no. And and for me, it was 10 months because I was 42 <laughs> weeks when I gave birth. Yes, I but, am very uh, familiar with the 42 <laughs> weeks experience. <laughs> um, you know, I think it was just time I don't think there was anything like I talked about it with, you know, my my mom and my husband and everything. But I, I even with my mom, I don't even think that she got it. Like she was more saying, Sarah, you should you should be you should be glad and you should be happy and you have to stay positive. Um, 
I don't really know if I did anything. And pregnancy yoga helped because the meditation was quite good with calming down my anxieties and things. But like the other thing to bear in mind is I didn't have an easy pregnancy either. And that really added to my anxiety. I was very, very sick. I suffered with hyperemesis gravidarum and I was off work for three and a half months, unable to do anything. And really that added to the anxiety and added to the isolation and panic because I got really down. Um, towards the end of the pregnancy, when I started to feel kicks, started to feel a little less sick and started to plan things and get the house ready for the baby and things, you know, there was a, a little bit more excitement and I could sort of look forward to it then. But I don't think, I don't, the anxiety never really left. The worries never really left me. I had them all along. Mm. Um, and I had them about childbirth as well, which I suppose every new mum does. <laughs> you know, we all worry yeah. about how, how it's going to go and it, how much it's going to hurt. And is the baby going to be okay? And am I going to be okay? Right. Um, so, yeah. At least you had those things. I mean, I, I remember the um, the finding of the, the, the crib or the cot and trying to decide on strollers and things like that. That wasn't necessarily the most exciting process for me. I found it very nerve wracking because... Yeah. It was, do I get this one? Do I get that one? Do I need wheels that turn this way? And and it almost, I think people assume that those things should distract you and they should increase your butterflies, <laughs> but they almost increases, increased my gray hair because I was just, I was nervous yeah. about creating a healthy infant and then thinking about how I'd have to protect it is a whole nother yeah. reality. So I'm glad at least that a few of those things did create at least a, a bit more calm or distraction uh, for you. It's it's very overwhelming though, isn't it? Like you say, when you start to prepare yourself and your house, even physically for a baby arriving. I mean, the first day I went into mother care, I think I just looked around, turned around and walked out again because it was just too much stuff. Right. And I was, I was like, I don't know what I need. And do I really need all this stuff? And it was too much. And I was just like, oh, I'll have to think about that another day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, I think it's important to speak to somebody you trust who's done it before and ask for their um, advice uh, mm. so that they can sort of say, OK, this is what you need. Start with this. You can you know, you don't need it all straight away. Right. Yeah. So tell me, because oh, I think your your honesty is just awesome about the realities of what pregnancy and the anxieties around becoming a mother were looking like. And you again, I'm, I want to continue with this thought of it's it's just happening right now that was a little uh, taking aback. But curious, in that time, when someone told you that you were becoming, a, you know, well, clearly you were becoming a mother, but when you thought of the word motherhood and you thought about becoming a parent, what were some of the first things that would come to your mind? Um, I think I was just thinking my life's not going to be my own anymore. Mm. You know, mm. I was thinking it's not, I was worried that I was too selfish Mm. to push somebody else first all the time. Mm. And I would like to think of myself as quite a nice person. You, you are know, great, Sarah. I, For the I, record, Sarah is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, I have lots of friends and close family and all that, but I, I liked my life. I liked being able to put myself first and do what I wanted to do. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do anymore. I'm going to have to do what the baby wants to do. Um, and, and worried that you're going to be able to cope. And I worried that I'd get postnatal depression because I would be lonely. Right. I, I, that, you know, I really worried about that as well. I worried I'm going to be on my own with this baby. And what if it's, you know, what, what if it's a baby that's really unsettled and crying all the time? How am I going to cope? My family aren't here. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah. So now that you're, I mean, your, your little one is now how, how old? He is five months. He's five months now. And so that means you've been a pro awesome mom for five (laughs) whole months. Curious, you know, you kind of summed up what you thought life, what life was for you before. What is life like for you now? I kind of feel now like I'm coming out the other side, you know, like it hasn't been, it's been good. And I have had pretty positive experience. I had a pretty good birth. Um, Harry is a good baby and he sleeps through the night and he feeds well. And I'm very lucky, but I still feel like it's taken me till now to have the confidence to sort of, it'd be able to enjoy my life with him in it properly. Mm -hmm. I was very nervous for the first three or four months about bringing him out on my own, about managing everything. And what if he cries and what if he needs a feed and what if, how am I going to cope with that in a public situation? Because that is quite nerve wracking. And I lacked confidence with that. And it's only now that I'm getting a bit more confident with myself and with him Mm. as well. Um, so life now is really, it's nice. It's, it's really nice. And I mean, yes, it's hard and yes, you have to put them first all the time, but what you don't know and you won't know until you're a parent is it's enjoyable. Like the things that you get back from the baby, the smiles, the chuckles, the interaction that makes it all worth it. And it's, it's not a chore. It's, Mm. you want to look after them. You want to, you know, start weaning them and and all that and and enjoy the fun of giving them all these tastes and, you know, bringing them out places and showing them the ducks. And Mm -hmm. it's, I thought, oh, I'm going to have to be doing all this stuff that moms do. (laughs) Right. Which, which looked really boring to me before I was a mom. But actually, when you see the enjoyment on your baby's face, it's, it's enjoying, it's enjoyment for you too. Yeah. How are you? Because again, the points you're bringing up are are resonating with me and I'm sure resonating with other people. When you talked about how to push someone first and and that being an anxiety pre-birth, but something you are able to celebrate post-birth, how are you, I mean, again, with five months in it's great that in the United Kingdom, the maternity leave allows for longer period of times than, say, in the United States. Yeah. But I'm curious, what were some of the things that you thought you would have to put on the back burner? And now that you are celebrating baby Harry, how are you going to maneuver putting them in the back burner, but, but still getting them done? I mean, I think I was thinking of my own, my, my own um, time without him. So nights out and, you know, time away from him and freedom to do what you want to do without having to worry about how am I going to do this around his sleeping and napping schedule and things like that. And I think now I wasn't, I mean, for the first three or four months, I wasn't really ready to leave him with somebody else so that I could do those things for myself. But now I am. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just because he's a bit older and I'm a bit more confident. And also that I have realised I need that time to myself. So like, I think it's important to remember that even though you're, you're spending every day, well, I'm lucky that I'm spending every day with him because I'm on maternity leave, like you say, but you need time to yourself and you need time to do the things that you used to do before. Because I started, I did start to feel some days like, 
I don't feel like myself anymore. Mm. I feel like a completely different person because I can't do the things that I used to do. But now, because I'm very lucky that I have a a supportive mother-in-law and things like that, we have been able to go out as a couple and do things together without the baby and enjoy right. that and then come back and really enjoy being with the baby again. Right, right, so, right. So it's almost that those things are necessary. I know that the guilt that you discuss is something that's going to ha- reoccur as we talk to more and more parents. It's just that underlining guilt. But yeah. you, so you are fully advocating as someone that was, you know, really hands-on in the fir- in the first five months of being a mom, you're really hands-on, you still felt the need to have that alone time. You know, you just need some headspace. You need some time for yourself. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm sh- I, You know, we all have different personalities, don't you? And some of us are probably a little more laid back than, and diff- have different ways of parenting than others. I am quite organized and I was quite routine driven and that works for me and for Harry, so that's fine. But I think I also, it can become a little bit obsessive. Like I needed to step back and actually go and do something completely non-baby related that I enjoy. Um, You know, so myself and Ben went out a couple of weeks ago to the races for the day and left him for the whole day and night with his mom. And that we had such a brilliant weekend after that because I felt so refreshed and loved being back with Harry again. But I needed that break, Mm. you know? Yeah. it, because it is, it is wonderful, but it is work as well. And I think, you know, you just, it's healthier if you can have a little bit of time to yourself as well. Now, um, not to get too deep into this, because again, we're going to try to cover as many topics um, as possible, but what was, how have you made time? I mean, even when say the babysitter or your mother-in-law might not be available, are there other ways that you've been able to kind of find time, especially with, you know, you have a husband um, for those people out there that have partners, how, how are you making time for each other? Well, we're both back into like, we both like exercising and going to the gym and doing exercise classes and things. And we both are back into that again. And what we do during the week is on certain days of the week, we both, I go to an exercise class in the evening while Ben does the nighttime routine. I come back and he goes. Okay. Um, so, you know, it just means that we both get our, our hour of exercise. And that that's really good. I find that really helpful during the week because it's mm. just a, an hour where you're not thinking about the baby and it's a break out of the house. Yeah. Do that. And then, you know, at the weekend, um, the Saturday just gone, I went and had a facial Ooh. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know you're well, looking rather refreshed, darling. <laughs> Thank you. Um, while Ben minded Harry and then I came home and Ben went off and did something. I mean, you do have to, you know, juggle it about a little bit. Right. But, you know, next weekend, again, we're going to go off and do something together. So, you know, and there are things that you can do with the weekend with the baby, obviously, too, you know. And it's nice to be able to do those things together because if you are on your own during the week, which I am, you know, it can get a bit monotonous and it's lovely at the weekend to plan something to do as a family or something to do together. Yeah. Talking about the monotony a little bit, because that that is something, um, again, for for mothers that have the luxury, as we know it is, to be with um, our babies most of the time. How are you breaking up that monotony in the day? I mean, clearly there are moments where you can't and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm reading this book for the fifth time. But (laughs) but do you have any any thoughts of cool things that you've done with um, baby Harry that you're like, you know, I'm really glad I I started doing this? 
Well, like I say, in the beginning, I was a little reluctant to to go to things and leave the house with him because I was worried about what would happen and what if he cries and what if this happens and that happens. Well, Sarah, for the record, I was also, you, you shouldn't feel bad about that. I, I swore everything was a German infested location and I could not bring my baby anywhere near anyone, but feel bad if you want to. I'm fully proud of my paranoia. <laughs> But I do find now, especially that he's getting a little bit older, he's not as easily content with lying on his mat and kicking his legs. He's getting a bit bored. He's wanting more attention and he's craving a little bit more stimulation. So, you know, I've started going out to a couple of groups locally that do, you know, singing for babies, you know, because they love that and they just watch what's going on. They take it all in and a couple of play groups that are on and even to meet once a week with um, a couple of other mums with babies, if you know any, you need to get out of the house, even if it is, even if it takes you an hour and a half to get ready (laughs) and you're only out for an hour, you actually will find that you will feel better when you come back because you've done that. Right. You know, um, and it, it does seem like a big, a big hassle in the beginning. And even saying that, I'm still wanting to take him swimming and I haven't plucked up the courage yet because it seems like so much, so much hassle. Yeah. But I think he'd love it. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to find a, trying to find a classes locally. Yeah. Well, let me know about the, the swimming thing. We might be able to, <laughs> we might get buddy up on that. But no, I think this is, this is awesome, Sarah. I, like I said, it's the, the purpose of this is to talk to moms and dads like yourself who are just going to be honest with other people that are starting the process. I know when I, like I said, when, when I got pregnant, just knowing that other people felt the sentiments that you are now expressing would have been amazingly helpful because I spent majority of that time really thinking about, well, what am I going to do with my life and how is this going to happen and how is it going to manage? So before we, you know, wrap up in it and for sake of being repetitive, talk us through how you are viewing yourself as an individual going forward. Like how are, and and I'm probably going to have to edit this out because I'm still thinking through this question, but you have you were so dynamic of a person before, and I can tell that just in in knowing you. And you have all of these sentiments about what life with Harry would have changed, but now he's here. How are you going to continue to be that dynamic person, that amazingly vibrant, energetic person with all of these things you like to do, interests you have? How are you going to maintain that as a mom going forward? Um. <clears throat> I mean, the thing is, for the first few months, you you sort of have to sacrifice yourself to this baby because they're so small and little and you're feeding them and they're not, you, you know. But I think once it gets to sort of four or five months, maybe longer for some people, maybe shorter for some people, I don't know, you, you can start to go, okay, actually, he's okay. The baby's fine. I don't have to be with him all the time. And you start to remember yourself and find yourself again. Mm. And I think... You, you have to sort of think about the things that you like to do and try and somehow fit them into your life as well. Um, I'm lucky that I've got a really supportive husband and, and we sort of tag team it so that we can both do things, like I said, like exercising and things like that, that we enjoy. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping to go back to work in September. And again, I sort of feel like I need that because that's part of me as well. But whatever is important to you and whatever you really enjoy doing, 
try not to stop that. That that's that would be my advice. I mean, you, to a certain extent, yes, things have to forgo because you know I have Harry, but you know, you it does change you. You know, you you're not the same person because you have this gorgeous little being that you love being with that's hard work but it's worth it but I think that I I need to and I I need to push myself and I need to try to just prioritize myself sometimes and think about the things that I enjoy and make sure I try and keep them in my life Mm. though that is I wasn't even expecting that awesome nugget that was great That was amazing. Sarah, thank you so much for the time. Hopefully we'll have you back on to give us more insight. But this is great for just talking about the anxieties and expectations. You rock. Thank you. Thank you. Hope it helped. Definitely. Definitely.